Talking about cricket on the programme. Now, yes, cricket in the middle of winter because New Zealand cricket have announced possibly the biggest series of squads I've ever seen in my life. We're joined by selector Gavin Larson now as we look at the ODI, the Test, the T20 and the New Zealand A squads all heading off to UAE to play Pakistan in in several months' time. So I suppose the first question is, uh, Gavin, why now? Yeah, good afternoon, Darcy. Yeah, it's been a big piece of work, um, and I guess that's part of the answer, is that we had a lot of players that we needed to you know, sort of get information to, let them know that they were selected or otherwise. Um, logistically, we had to um, you know, get teams out, and importantly for the likes of the bowlers, to give them their plans around you know, getting their loads up. So these squads were pulled together by Mike, um, as one of his last tasks, and myself, um, with input from Bob Carter down in, uh, down at Lincoln, and yeah, there they are. When your new coach comes on board, when, when do you expect it? We're looking at around about a month's time or so, I'm led to believe? Uh, yeah, look, I, I think you're broadly right. I'm not, you know, sort of privy to, to all that, but uh, the new coach will be unveiled in due course, and then um, clearly, you know, I will um, then connect up with the new coach and we'll, we'll talk through the squads. Um, I think I think even though there's a lot of names, Darcy, down on, on paper, the, I think the BC squads are, you know, reasonably consistent and, and, and predictable. What happens, though, the new coach turns up and decides he actually doesn't want to work with a couple of these blokes and he sees future or potential in someone else? Does he get a whip hand there and get his own way? Or does he just have to, as they say in old school, suffer in his jocks and just deal with the uh, the players that he's been given? No, no, look, I... Uh, I do think these are, are fairly predictable squads. So I think whoever the new coaches is, is going to, you know, look at these squads and go, "Yep, I sort of I get that. I um, understand the logic, and I don't think it would deviate too much away from, you know, the thinking of whoever the new coach is, is going to be." Um, and then the T20, um, not the T20, sorry, the NZA squads. Um, you know, that may be a little different, and we might just need to step through the logic and rationale around, you know, why some of those players have been been given the nod. Anything worth looking at in that um, New Zealand A squad re- re- futures? I see that uh, Corey Anderson is going to make an appearance there, which is good news. Um, Phillips, who's kind of fallen out of favour a wee bit, but he's obviously still within the programme. Any other names we should be looking at within that side, uh, Gavin? Oh, I think, yeah, I, th- I think there's some um, some pretty special talent, actually, through that NZA squad. And I mean, there's a number of players who might be upwards of 18 sort of players who are going to play for New Zealand A over in the UAE. And then what, what's really important too, Darcy, is that uh, New Zealand cricket have done a great job in pulling together um, this A program because it's, uh, we've got India A touring immediately after that. So it's a comprehensive program and a really great opportunity for us to look at that next next tier of players. Um, so the, these squads that are going to go to the UAE, uh, there's some names there that we're, we're, we're familiar with who have donned the, uh, the silver firm before, but also some fresh young talent, guys like... Cole Jamieson, um, a big, tall, strapping, fast bowler from Canterbury, um, who's an all-rounder, who's got a lot of talent. Um, a young fellow, Rachin Ravindra, who was in the New Zealand under-19 teams, uh, played very well, talented all-rounder, left-arm spinner, importantly, and a good opportunity for himself. And um, a guy called Ajaz Patel, who probably um, most newsworthy, and he gets his first crack at NZA, but um, very excitingly for him, he, he moves across into the test team. And this is based on figures over the last three years because he's had very successful time at the Plunkett Shield and also what he does, what he's a, um, he's a left-arm orthodox, he's a finger spinner, isn't he? Yes, he is. And he's, look, he's pretty special. He's done a great job in the last three or so years with CD. He's topped the wicket-taking uh, table. He's, um, you know, you talk to first-class batsmen around the country and his name is always coming up in dispatches. Uh, 
and he has moved his game forward, you know, really well over the last couple of seasons. Um, and not not to underestimate either, you know, we think his white ball um, bowling. So hence he's he's part of the full NZA tour. So look, it's um, it's disappointing for Mitchell Satner that you know we've had to just stay patient with him, and he'll he'll track nicely, we're sure, with his rehab and be be back on the radar towards Christmas. But um, certainly is a great opportunity for Ajaz, and you know I think he's um, I'm just. Uh, Thank you. It could be something special around the corner with him. Right. So Christmas is when Mitch is scheduled to be back, and you're feeling reasonably confident about that. Oh, look, no real date scheduled as such, but you know, the, the advice at the moment is positive. Um, he just simply wasn't ready for the workload um, that would have been needed um, over in the UAE. So we all felt that you know it was prudent to hold him back, be patient. You know, there's a big carrot of the Cricket World Cup 2019 not too far away now, and you know, we certainly want Mitch to be 100% fit and in, in consideration for that squad. Selector of New Zealand cricket, Gavin Larson, joining us and talking about carrots. I suppose there's a couple swinging about the New Zealand A side as well because uh, two of them are likely to be uh, notched up uh, to the Black Caps proper uh, once their tour is finished. That's uh, part of your reckoning. Yeah, and, it, and it's um, a great opportunity for us having these concurrent tours. The NZA um, squad, they head over early October and the, and the BCs around in mid-October. Um, the NZA team will have completed three T20s and three one-day games and it'll be a great chance for us to have a good look at that squad, have a look at form and fitness and hence we've left a couple of spots open in the T20 team. So that, you know, it, it provides the carrot um, definitely and an incentive for, for guys to really, you know, knock, knock the selector socks off and then get the nod for the, for the BCs. Specific spots, what are they? Well, we're probably looking at a, a, a quick bowling spot and possibly a, an all-rounder spot um, in both the T20 and, and the ODI. Um, but that's not locked down in, in stone either. And there's, you know, there's different lenses you can look through in terms of, you know, the, the team balance. Um, I mean, again, Darcy, the, the real positive is that we've got the best part of 30 of our, our top cricketers in the UAE, you know, for a chunk of time at the same time. Um, so there's the ability to you know to move players between squads if necessary. So you talk about all rounder and a possible quick. Um, that is, uh, is there a lot of targets there on on Corey Anderson and how he comes through? Because plainly, when he's at his best, he's the guy you want. Yeah, yeah. I think again with Corey, it's very important that he um, settles into that New Zealand A environment. Um, you know, does well, puts performances up on the board, um, and so as selectors, we can then. You know, when we do uh, potentially select him, that we, you know, we're doing it with confidence that he's in that he's in form. It's encouraging watching his T20 performances over in England at the moment. He's um, playing well for Somerset and getting good runs in the in the middle order. So look, he's tracking nicely. Uh, unlucky players out there. Look, there's so many players have been selected, but there are a, a couple of notables that haven't been. I suppose the continuing saga of Jimmy Nisham is, is worth a chat. Also, no Anaru Kitchen, Doug Bracewell as well. No, and good point, and it, it speaks to our depth. And again, I'll, I'll link this back to the excellent A program that we've got uh, with India A turning up um, in early November, I think it is mid-November, and they go um, they go into a three first-class match program and three one-dayers against India A. So it gives us an opportunity. Those sorts of players that you just mentioned, who of course were disappointed when they you know missed selection for this tour. Um, you know, we'll watch them closely at um, at first class level and and for trophy, uh, one day cricket level. And um, you know, I wouldn't mind betting that those types of names will be present and you know against in the array. 
And just uh, looking at the keepers, and finally, uh, Watling v Blundell in the the test and the ODIs. How are you working with those two guys? Yeah, look, it's, it's good. I mean, it's nice to see um, that wicket keeping talent sort of developing, and Tim Seifert as well, who's who's taking the T Twenty gloves. So there's some good competition for spots. And um, you know, you mentioned BJ. What we've decided to do with uh, with BJ is to take him over with New Zealand A and give them a couple of one-day games and then slide them back across into the Black Cap ODI squad, uh, where Tom Latham, as we know, is the, the incumbent wicketkeeper. You know, it's all with a with a view, Darcy, to just forward planning to, to, to World Cup 2019 and just making sure, you know, we've con- you know, got the contingency planning in place and we're, we're just building that depth in the event of, um, you know... Injuries, which we hope won't be the case. Comprehensive, Gavin Larson. I'll give you that. You probably do a rest, maybe a cup of tea and a lie down after going through all of those names and hoping you haven't missed anyone. Hey, thanks for your time, Mr. Larson. Always a pleasure. Cheers, Darcy.